everybody. I'm makeup artist Jen Shaughnessy here to talk to you today about highlighters. I posted a question on my Facebook page to see if anybody out there had anything they wanted me to address. And my friend Brenda came back with this really funny response and she was the first one who responded. And it's a topic that I love so I absolutely had to do this for my first show. Brenda is Mexican and I can't do her accent otherwise I would because it's so beautiful and she's so funny and this is what she said why all these makeup bloggers use so much highlighter with five question marks especially in the nose looks like they're all swampy and sweaty and she's absolutely right there are two types of highlighter people in this world The one type is the type like her and I. We like highlighter, we like a little glisten, and we're good. Then there's everybody else who likes it super frosted, super shiny, and it's not something that translates well on camera. So it's not something I could ever do on a photo shoot. If I was on a photo shoot for a commercial project, um... I would not be allowed to use highlighter. If I put it on them, the director of photography would have a fit and would make me take it all off. So basically what happens is it creates like a bounce back. It makes it look like a hot spot. It makes it look like their lighting is uneven. It makes skin look super oily, super shiny, like their skin is producing too much oil. Then there's Instagram highlighter. The Instagram highlighter is basically everything that is the trend right now. Every highlighter you can get your hands on for your nose and your cheekbones and your brow bones and your forehead. And, you know, like most of these people would literally put it all over their body every day if they could. Um, so that's the trend. I don't really understand it. I don't think I ever will because I've done commercial for so long and it's not accepted. Like you just, you can't do it. So all these prom girls and all, and a lot of these wedding girls now want it, but what's going to happen when they get their pictures back is it's going to look like they've got a big shiny spot on them. And like I said, it does not translate well. So if you're just going out on the town and you know, you want a lot of highlighter, it's going to look pretty like out and about. But when you take your drunken pictures and your drunken selfies, um, you're going to look like you have a big shiny spot and that's what it does. It, the flash bounces off of it and it, some people call it flashback. Other people call it hot spots. I mean, it, it, it's really, it's a big fucking shiny spot is what it is. So if you are using it and you're going to be in pictures, use it with caution. Um, if you are doing commercial work, go easy on it. You might be told that you have to completely redo it. When you're working on a fashion shoot, it's a little bit different. But if you're working on a shoot for a hospital or a pharmaceutical company, or um, if you're doing headshots for professionals like real estates or doctors or um, lawyers or anything like that, do not use it. Don't use it. It will not make them look professional and um, you're basically screwing with their image. So don't do that. Don't, don't use that on headshots for professionals um, unless the professional is in a funky industry like makeup or hair, or if they're a stylist, or um, or something like that. But that's pretty much the only time that it's really acceptable to use in the workforce. Um, talking about some highlighters that I love, I love the Anastasia Aurora palette. I was lucky enough to find it at Marshall's for $24. And um, I would have grabbed five of them if I saw them and distributed them amongst my friends. But 
you know, there were only a couple and some of them were broken. So you, you can find it at Marshall's and TJ Maxx. Um, you can also get it on their website or Sephora or Ulta. I believe it's like $48. Um, but that I don't remember off the top of my head. So I'm sorry if that's wrong, but anyway, um, some other highlighters like Mac makes a great mineralized skin finish. The bomb makes an awesome highlighter, um, that a lot of salons carry. And my friend Jen at the makeup Curio in Schenectady on J street, she carries the bomb. So that might be a product that she can get for you as well. Um, as far as applying it goes, I highly recommend that you apply your foundation first. And if you're using a cream, you can definitely apply it directly to the cream and blend it and then set it with a powder. You can also set your powder first and then apply it on top of it. It's really up to you. I personally like to apply the foundation first and then, um, do my contour blush and highlighter and then blend the powder with it because it just helps buff it out and soften it up so it doesn't look so strong and that's my preferred method of application. I apply my highlighter with my Morphe brush. I forgot the number. I'm so sorry and I'm driving in my car so I can't really look it up but I'll do um I'll do a follow-up on my blog with this what this blood this <laughs> this podcast and uh, give you some options for tools that you can use and products that you can use and links to where you can buy them. So with every podcast, there will be a blog article like that, and um, you know you can follow up with it then, so you've got a list to follow. But that's it for today. Um, Oh, no, and it's not. I'm a liar. I was supposed to talk about contour, too. So, like I just mentioned, I, um, you know, I usually do a cream foundation. So, I'll apply my cream foundation. I'll take my Sigma chisel brush, and I'll apply my cream contour under the jawbones, in the temples, around the hairline, and under the jaw. And I'll buff that out with my flat top foundation brush that I use to apply my cream foundation with. Then, I'll take my Japanese bamboo blush and I will apply my blush directly over the blended area of the cheekbone where I applied the contour. Then I'll take my Morphe brush that I use to apply my highlighter with and apply that directly on top of my cheekbone. And I'll take my Morphe powder brush and I'll buff everything out with my HD powder. Usually I use the IT Cosmetics Bye Bye Pores powder. But I have been using the NYX Cosmetics HD powder. Two totally different products. Um, I definitely like the IT Cosmetics more, but it's a lot more in price. And um, there's definitely a lot more of an irritation in the throat with the IT Cosmetics one than there is with the NYX Cosmetics one. And I believe it's because the granules are a lot smaller. So a lot of, a lot more particles fly in the air that you inhale as you apply it. Um, but it looks better and it, it's much better on camera. So if you're, if you're debating on which one to use for work and budget is not a concern for you, I would definitely go with the it cosmetics. You can also buy that on QVC and, um, a lot of times QVC will have like a, you know, you buy a product, you get a brush for two bucks or something like that. So I would look there for the Bye Bye Pores powder. 
Now there's a lot of other contours that you can use. In particular, I really like the Anastasia contour palette. Is it my favorite? No, but it has a lot of different color options, which are great because you're going to get a lot of different color options. If you are a professional, it's perfect for you. Um, and as a person, it's perfect for you because most people, especially in the New York upstate areas and the Northeast, we change foundation shades three, four times a year because of how much sun we get or not get during the year. So those Anastasia cream contour palettes are great because, you know, you can use the darker shades when you're darker. You can use the lighter shades when you're lighter and you can mix when you're in between. The one thing I will say about that cream contour palette is it's pretty chalky. It is hard to spread. So if you're extremely dry, you need to put a cream on first or you're not going to be able to blend it. And um, even if you're normal to dry, you still need a little bit more than you normally would put on. So put on your lotion with a brush and then use that same brush to apply the cream contour with or the cream highlighter with. And it'll spread a lot better. Now, um, once you're done blending, I always say, you know, go under the cheekbone. If you don't know where your cheekbone is or you're not sure what I mean by that, take the corner of your mouth. Take something straight like a ruler or a long brush and point to the top of your ear. That right there is underneath your cheekbone. Now take the outer corner of your eye and draw a line straight down. That right there is underneath the front of your cheekbone. Now, from that point, draw a line straight back to the top of your ear. That right there is where you're going to apply the cream contour. And when you blend out that cream contour, you're going to buff it in circular motions and you're going to keep it underneath the cheekbone going towards the jaw. Then for the contour underneath the jaw, you're going to do it from, you know, from ear to ear, basically. Go underneath the jaw and with that same flat top foundation brush, you're going to buff it out in the same motion. Buff it in circular motions. If you can't push it or move it, it's too dry. So you can either add a little tiny bit of cream or you can add a little tiny bit of foundation, whichever you prefer, whatever's going to, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. So then you're going to buff out the temple area and you're going to buff out the hairline. One thing I will say is because of this method, you should do your eyes first then your contour, I mean, then your cream, hold on a second. I'm sorry. I'm tongue tied today. I got too many things going on. First, you should do your eyes, then your concealer, then your foundation, your contour, your highlighter, your powder. Then when you're all done with that, go back into your eyebrows because when you're buffing out this foundation and contour, you'll screw up your eyebrows. So you might as well wait. And you also won't use as much of an eyebrow product if you do it this way first. So, um, there's a lot of great products out there. You can do, you know, a long time ago when I worked for Mac there, we didn't have any options like this. There weren't so many brands out there like there are now. So all we did was we used a contoured blush brush and applied a matte finish foundation, or we just did two different color foundations, um, to do a contour. So there's definitely like other options out there. You don't have to use a contour specific product. But one thing I will say is it should not be frosted or sparkly because it completely defeats the purpose of a contour if it has any sort of reflection to it whatsoever. Reflection is going to make a space look bigger and brighter, okay? That's why we do a contour. We do a contour because it's darker. It gives the appearance that something is receding back farther than it is, and it gives your face a thinner looking appearance, 
because it gives it more dimension and it doesn't make it look so flat and so wide. So that is the purpose of a contour. And that's why people get carried away. So, you know, if you're not sure what the hell to do, go easy. If you're not experimental and you're afraid to do it on your own, try it with a friend. See if there's any makeup counters or salons around you that provide lessons where you can go and they can show you what to do and you can get some hands-on experience doing it. See if there's any makeup classes at any of these places. It's, it's really important for you to just get your hands in there and do it. It's only makeup. You can wash it off. So don't be afraid to try new things. Just give yourself enough time so that if you do screw up and you want to do it over or you hate it and you want to take it off your face, you've got time to do that. I don't really recommend trying new things before you go to work if you've only got a limited amount of time because there's going to be a learning curve and it's going to take you longer to do stuff than it will Um, you know, going forward after you've done it a bunch of times. So keep that in mind when you're trying new things. Give yourself enough time. Don't rush yourself. Don't be distracted. If you're not, if you're somebody like me and you can't do things at the same time as you talk or do something with someone else, then, you know, do it in a quiet space. Don't let people distract you. And, you know, really make it an enjoyable experience so that you look forward to doing it every time and it's not such a hardship or a struggle for you. Makeup should not be a struggle. So if you're struggling, you either need to fix your lighting, your seating, how you're holding something, or the tools that you're using. Because that right there says a lot about um, the ease of application when it comes to makeup. Um, If you have any questions or ideas for any of my shows coming up, please let me know. You can shoot me an email or send me a message on Twitter, or not Twitter, send me a message on Instagram. Um, My Instagram handle is Jen Shaughnessy Makeup. I do have a Facebook. It's Jen Shaughnessy Makeup, or it's Jen Shaughnessy, but I'm not on it very often. I pretty much just auto post from Instagram. Oh, I lost my microphone here. Sorry. I don't have a good microphone yet. So bear with me on the quality of these videos. I promise it's going to get better. I'm literally just using my headphone in, um, my audio notes and my phone right now. So, um, I'm waiting for my microphone to come. So the next, as soon as it comes, the next ones will get better, but that's it for now. It's been almost 15 minutes. I think that's, that's long enough for you to get enough information and, uh, let me know if there's anything I can cover. I hope you enjoy the show and have a great day.